welcome to the Immigrant Voices podcast project. I'm Deb Bluestein, and I'll be bringing you the voices of the courageous people who've made the U.S. their home. In their own words, you'll hear about the lives and people they left behind in their native countries, their journeys here, their struggles and successes. You'll hear from parents of dreamers, dreamers themselves, undocumented to naturalized citizens, and everything in between. When three attempts to gain a visa to the United States failed, Valtasir did not give up his dream. After 28 days traveling from Brazil through Mexico, he made it across the border. Unable to say more than, how are you, and goodbye, he set out to learn enough English to work for non-Portuguese-speaking contractors. For many years, employed by others... He honed his trade skills until Valtasir summoned his determined spirit once again to start his own company. After six years as an entrepreneur, he has grown Val's painting into a highly sought-after supplier of services to commercial and residential clients. Valtasir and his expanding staff are licensed to remove asbestos and lead and are fully equipped with the most sophisticated and efficient tools of his profession to tackle any job, including large-scale wall-covering installations. Still committed to perfecting his English, Val finds time to continue with English classes at the Gardner's Adult Education Program and is an active member of the GPA community. Welcome, Val Tassir. It's great to have you here today. Everybody has a story. Tell me about yours a little bit. First, I'm going to start. I was grew up in a farm until I was 16. Then I went to a small town to work at the supermarket. And I see it like a few of my friends coming over. And like, because my dream was buy a house in Brazil and go mm-hmm. back over there. But because there, the, there's the economy it's not like here you work a lot, but you make less money. So, and then I see my friends coming over and sending money and buying, you know, their house. And then I, that's, that's what I want to, to come over. How old were you at this point? I was 25. Okay. What year did you come to the States? 2005, mm-hmm. March 2005. What was the hardest thing about get, coming here? The hard thing was getting a visa because uh, like 15 years ago, it was pretty much hard Like because I live in a small town, didn't make much money. Mm-hmm. So when I go to the consul, they, if you make a, if a low income, they, they won't let you come. You will probably get you a visa. So how many times did you have to go back to to request one three times wow. <laughs> yeah and then how did you actually physically come to the states did you fly here did you how did you come from brazil actually i came from uh, mexico <laughs> oh okay yeah because i didn't get the the visa and 
but I really wants to come over. So you were pretty determined. Yeah. Was there one week, one day that was like the hardest getting here that you could talk about? I mean, the, you think? The, 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 like the, the worst day, it was like a kind of across the board. <laughs> mm -hmm. I was really anxious. So, yeah. And I didn't know if they're going to work well or not. <laughs> How long did it take you to get to Boston? It took me, I'll say, 28, uh, 28 days. Mm -hmm. Did you have family here in Boston? No, not at the time. I was. I just had friends. Okay. Yeah. I was for about 10 years living here without any relatives. Wow. Yeah. But you've done a lot. Are you a citizen now? No, not yet. Oh, but but uh, you have gr green card, right? Yeah. When did you get that? Uh, it was uh, five years ago. I asked you what was the hardest day. and you, What was the happiest day the, from the time you left Brazil to, to now? What's been, is, is there one particular day that stands out as a really happy time? Yeah, when... Uh, my daughter was born. <laughs> and she's, how old? She's two now? Yeah, she's two in four months. Oh, okay. And did your wife before you came here? No, I didn't because we are from a different state. Probably like eight hours from my state to her state. So when did you get your first big commercial client, Valtasia? Say 2016. To, mm. That's when I got uh, my first big job. And how long was that after you started your business? Actually, I started doing uh, small jobs. And mm -hmm. then I'll say like a year later, I know the contractor for, because I used to do small jobs for him. And right. he, asked, he asked me if I could handle Handle it, the, the six townhouses, doing interior and exterior. And then that's where... How many houses were they? There were six townhouses in Cambridge. Oh, six townhouses. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Were you, were you a little nervous about it? In the beginning, I was because I have a lot of experience in painting, but not that big job to take care right. of my own. Yeah, so you were on your own, and if something went wrong, it would be your fault? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, kind of. So how did you deal with that nervousness? What did, did you tell the person you were nervous, or did you? how did you deal with it? No, I, I didn't because I knew I was going to get that get it done. But when you start, like at night, when I get home, I start, you know, thinking there was a lot of out of, not out of work, and I want to get it done. <laughs> oh, you were afraid you weren't going to get it done in time? Yeah. <laughs> but then everything went smooth, and I got everything done on time, and he was happy. And that led to a, a whole long list of happy customers, from what I understand. Yes. And after that big job, I'm going to spend my client clientele. Mm -hmm. And 
I went to to the offices that are like a big contractor. He does a lot of commercial spaces. And I gave him, we used to work for him for like 10 years. Oh, yeah. okay. And then I gave him the card and uh, then uh, he started me with like a, a problem like a month later. He called me to do a, a small job in Bellarica. Mm-hmm. And since that, I do pretty much all his work, his painting. That's great. Do you miss Brazil? Yes, I do. <laughs> what do you miss about it? I say the climb, the the people that I grew up with, and <laughs> the mountain. Mm. There's a lot of mountain in my state. Do you take yeah. any? Do you do any hikes uh, here in mountains? Not really, but I want to. <laughs> I don't have much time now, but because I I like I'm a you know I'm the owner and I work too. I right. Do, oh, I'm I'm work arms like twenty four seven. Really? Yeah. When do you see your daughter and your wife? Yeah. So now I'm start because when I have to get home late in the night, I do all my uh, estimates, invoices, pay bills. So when I get home, I play my daughter for a while, and later I do my my computer stuff. Wow. <laughs> yes. But uh, I wanna. It slowed down a little because I needed more time with my family. Well, what about the virus, the coronavirus? Is that helping you slow down in terms of not working so hard? Or are you, were, you it, working as hard as ever? No, that's slow, slowed down and I stay home much as I can. Just a little worried because we don't know. Right. When Talk to me a little bit more about what you're worried about. What are some of the thoughts you have and fears you have about what's going on some about the financial situations about it's a lot of pressure you kind of scared you see a lot of a lot of, a lot of things are going on around you and you kind of like you feel that pressure if you you know scared to get the virus but mm-hmm. you have to sometimes to go out to do stuff right yeah so do you think you're going to apply for that relief from the city of Boston? Yes, I will. Good. Yeah, good. I will apply. For, I Because I have everything, the insurance, all, all the documents that, that me, uh, yeah. are qualified for. Yes, yeah. you really, you've got all these different licenses and and do you have, you have lead removal? Do you have something for asbestos also? Yeah, I think that covers pretty much. Not what made you do do that? Go for that certification because, like painters, sometimes when you do old houses, you gotta test if they have uh, lead or not. Because uh, the law is, if they catch you in the, at the job and there's lead in a house, you right. can get probably like thirty dollar thousand fine if you don't 30. have this. $30,000 fine? Yeah. I think of from oh. five to 30000 Oh. Yeah. So once you realized that, you decided to become certified. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I've been very impressed with all the, the equipment you have, like for wall coverings and all kinds of things that are very sophisticated. Yeah. Cer- certainly not handyman type stuff. Very professional. Yes, I look. I uh, have to uh, 
I want to have all the right tools because then the job goes smooth. When if you don't have the right tools, it takes you like longer to do, and sometimes the job doesn't come, you know, well finished as supposed to. The tools are pretty important. Yes. Wow. Do you have any hobbies? Things that you do other than spending time with your family and working twenty four seven? Or maybe you had hobbies back in Brazil that you left behind that you'd like to to do again? Music, dancing, I don't know, mountain climbing? <laughs> what sort of things? Anything like that? Oh, in Brazil, I was to ride motorcycle. Okay. Yes, I was to, like, as I grew up in the farm, riding horses. And I was to play soccer pretty much every Sunday. In here, I only go pretty much to church every Sunday. And I used to go at, to the gym, but uh, <laughs> not after my daughter born. Mm-hmm. was right. born because when I get home from work and she wants to be around me, I feel I feel good leaving her and go to the gym stage and work out for right. like another. Right. Well, but, now, now, now that's not an option to go to the gym. Yeah. <laughs> they were all but, closed. Uh, yeah, but I, I feel that I have to like to do more, like spending more time doing. Tell me about your English. It's very good, and you're easily understood. When you got here in 2005, what was your English like? <clears throat> Pretty much almost not, any, nothing. <laughs> All I knew was, how are you, and goodbye. <laughs> 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 that was it. So what yeah. What made you decide that you needed to learn English? Because my f- my first job was with American. He didn't speak any word in Portuguese. And I worked with him for three months and then, oh, not three months, three weeks. On the fourth week, he, he pay us and he never called us again because uh, he needs someone that... And, couldn't understand a little, at least a little, of English. Uh-huh. Be- yeah, because he qu- he wasn't able to be at the job all the time. He had to go around for for jobs, and he need he wants to he needs to call someone to see what's going on at the job. And me and my other friend we didn't <laughs> understand anything. Wow. Um, yeah. Then I I put in my mind that I really need to learn English. And when I was in Brazil too, I went. I was really interested when it was English courses. Mm-hmm. Was like once a week, just like a little writing, few questions. But I say, oh, I was. I wanted to learn another language. Uh, then I start in here taking courses at home twice a week, and so I think it was after three years of. Studying home, at home. My friend told me about the GPA program. Oh, the gardener. Yeah, okay. the gardener. Yes. Then, so, how many years have you gone to that? For the GPA, the gardener. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Robert, I'd say almost <laughs> ten years. <laughs> wow! Wow! Yes, so, that I know Erica's your favorite teacher. She's she obviously inspired you. 
to, it, to keep going. Yes. She looks great. Uh, Rita, Rita was a great teacher too. That, I don't think I, I, knew, I, I don't think I knew her. Yeah, she was uh, before Erica. Oh, yeah. okay. But um, it was good taking course. I still like to go to GPA because uh, that's uh, the best way to get involved in the community. You know. So you're still going to classes? Yes, I'm taking uh, classes online now. That's great. And yeah. what about your wife? How's her English? My, my English is good, too. So, good. So, yeah. Sometimes you have like a trouble understanding, but uh, if you speak slowly, she's she watches a lot of TV. She learn learn a lot too. That can help. Uh, yeah. yeah. What are you the most proud of your accomplishments of your many accomplishments, Valtasir? What what stands out as it, almost like a turning point that after that <laughs> you felt like wow, I I think I'm gonna make it here. That's <laughs> like I said because. Uh, I grew up in a farm, and uh, and now I look how far I, I I got. Like come to another country, learn the language, and open my business. We can help other peoples, like my workers. We can help them get a job. How many of them do you have? I still have. Uh, Four, yes, and and I can see my 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 next now is uh, I want to buy uh, my own house. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That is that your dream? It yeah. was your dream when you were in, in Brazil. Yeah, well, because I have my two houses over there, which is good. But that is not expensive like here. Right. Yes. One my mom lives in and another one is my sister. So you still have lots of family yes. back in Brazil. Yes. You've been able to visit them, to go there? No, not yet. But oh, I okay. yeah. We FaceTime pretty much and talk pretty much every day or every week. That's great. Yeah. Did you bring anything with you from Brazil, like some little trinket or something that you have always kept with you? Like it was some one person I talked to. She has a doll that <laughs> from when she was five years old, and she took it with her from Peru. <laughs> you have some something that you've getting going to Mexico, getting into the states that you kept with you. Yes, I. I still have the uh, prayer that my mom wrote me in a piece of paper <laughs> and gave it to oh, me. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. And what does it say? It's, I don't have it me right now, but it's like if someone tried to come after me, they kind of feel like their hands and their feet are tight. They, they can't, can't get me. Like... <laughs> In other words, when you say the prayer, you imagine that you're being protected. Yes, as I do. Ah. Yeah. But by heart, in in uh, Portuguese. Yes, I do. But I can't, you, I don't remember the whole thing now. 
<laughs> Can you recite it? What you remember in Portuguese? I love to hear it in Portuguese. If I falar in Portuguese, <laughs> in the native language. Yeah. If you see, se os inimigos tentarem te agarrar, que eles se sintam de pés e mãos correntadas que não podem te alcançar. Beautiful. Thank you. You send me a, a translation of it by yes. email? Yes, That I would be wonderful. Yeah. And if you even take a picture of the piece of paper. So the piece of paper is, how old is that piece of paper? It's probably like, you know, 15, 16 years old. Is it falling apart or have you protected it? No, it's still it? in a good shape. Yeah, still pretty much. Oh, good. Yeah, take a picture of it. I'd love yeah. to see it. Yeah. And maybe you could translate it. Yeah, I also carry my wallet. <laughs> the uh, same one from Brazil? Yes. But I think I, now I put it somewhere so it could get damaged. Uh. Uh. Oh, you would carry the prayer inside yeah. your wallet. Yeah, I was ah. to carry it, but so now I kept it in a in my drawer. Okay. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. Anything else? Anything else you want to tell me about? That's. It's. I know. I remember very well. You told a story in class about how you finished a job and the person gave you a thousand dollar tip. Yes. Tell, tell me that story. Could you tell me that story again, just br briefly? At the, there was uh, in Newton. Mm -hmm. uh, I I was doing inside the house, and I took all the pictures hooked down because the girl told me. Mm -hmm. And then I removed and I patched it, and so as the Job was going and I had finished the rooms and she was she asked me, Oh, could you help me uh hang this picture here, this one there? I just wanna move them around. And they said, Yeah, sure, no problem. And then I was doing what she wants and then by by the end she the husband came and I was in the garage and he came and says, Oh, I would like to give you uh, something. Because we are happy with the job and you are a good guy and we are, you know, so happy to have you at our house. And then he gave me that thousand uh, dollar tip. <laughs> <laughs> What did you do? Was it like a, a check or was it cash? Oh, cash. Yeah. Oh, my God. Did <laughs> yes. you realize at the time it was a thousand dollars? Did you count it right there? Or no, you... I saw there was a lot of money, but I didn't count in front of him because... <laughs> Right. Yeah. But there was, I mean, I was really not, I mean, I was happy about the money, but really happy that they, they liked the job I was doing. So. Yes. I, I, I think you are somebody that radiates a lot of honesty and pride in your work, obviously. And yeah. that, that makes the difference of when people are looking for help with their projects. Yes, because I tell my workers, I want to do the job that the client wants. Not Because some people, they do what they think is right sometimes, but not what the clients want. They argue. And, oh, you mean they, they argue with you and say, oh, I'm not going to do it that way or something like that? No, no. Some people, they think they know more than the, the owner 
of the house. Oh, you oh, know, okay. they they try like, oh, this looks better than this, and I let them. I want to make them happy. Yes, that's good for law. Yes, <laughs> you can't argue with them. Just do it. Well, so your dreams are to to own your own house, and what do you think is going to happen from this coronavirus? And and I know you're worried about some things, but I hope that it's best by soon to go away soon and again back to normal life. <laughs> Yes, and I think after that things gonna probably change a lot. People gonna think different than. In what way do you think they're gonna think different? I think I agree. I think the world is not gonna be the same, and I think people are learning a lot about themselves while they're stuck at home. Yes. Uh, what are your thoughts about that? Because I think people are just thinking about more like just working, working, not much time with the family. And probably now they might not spend, spend more time, you know, with the family, with friends, because now you can see you can, you want to go to your friend's house, but you can't. Right. Maybe. And I hope, like, no one gets scared, like, to shake, shake hands again or something. It's probably, right. yeah, probably going to be a while for the, to get that used to be before, but, yeah. It'll be a while before it ever gets back to the way it was, but I think a lot of good is going to come out of it in terms of people realizing what's really important. Yes. Yeah, that's true, because now you can see that you, we are re uh, really f uh, funeral. Funeral? No. V yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because yeah. you can now you can see if you are rich or poor, you're gonna st you still the same. You are in the same situation. It's like you can have all the money you want, but you you're not it's safe as it's pretty much you no know, right. Yeah. It's cutting across all economic, racial, yeah. social, everything. Yeah. It's a big equalizer. Yeah. Well, Valtasia, thank you so much for chatting with me. Thank you very much. And I hope you'll be safe. And I hope your business continues to grow. But I hope you slow down a little bit, too. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Work smarter, maybe. Maybe make more money, have more time with your family, and, and not don't burn yourself out. Yes. Don't burn yourself out. All right. How okay. Thank you so much. Since this interview, Valtasir has become a father for the second time. You can see some of Val's extraordinary interior and exterior commercial and residential projects on his website, Val's Painting Services, Inc.com. In spite of his accomplishments as a master painter, Valtasir remains a humble and grateful resident of the U.S., always eager to help his fellow immigrants and keep increasing his language skills while finding that balance between home and work, family and career. Thank you for staying with us right to the end of this episode. 
The Immigrant Voices Podcast Project is the brainchild of Michelle Duval, the program director at the Adult Education Program at the Gardner Pilot Academy in Alston, Massachusetts. You can learn more about English for Speakers of Other Languages courses at our website, www.gpaesol.com, or by emailing Michelle Duval directly at m.duval, D-U-V-A-L, at live.com. Without the funding of Charles View, Inc., and the support of its executive director, Joanne Barber, this project would never have been possible. A special thanks to music consultant Michael Bluestein, who helped us locate royalty-free music as background for each of my guest episodes. And last but not least, a big thank you to all the guests who are participating in this series of interviews. And to all Our listeners, we say thank you. Do come back for the next episode.